Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Cash, the podcast. And on this episode, I'm joined by one of my former classmates, so we're going back a little bit, and one of my friends, Ricky Sompompakdi. Ricky is a digital video social associate at ESPN, so he's in charge of making all those cool videos you see on a daily basis, among many other things. And in this episode, we talk about the winding path that he took to get to ESPN, how he built and made connections along the way, and the importance and power of patience. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. I am beyond excited to have you here today and get to get to hear your thoughts, pick your brain a little bit about what makes you you, how you got to where you're at, and just everything else that, that makes Ricky tick. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So diving into the digital video social associate, can you kind of give us some context? What does the day-to-day look like for you there at ESPN? So we, again, we're in the digital video department. So any of the video that you know, you see on the app, on your phone, or .com, YouTube. Sometimes we collaborate with social, depending on the event. Uh, that's all us. We produce it. Um, we cut it. You know, anytime you get a notification that, hey, you know, Otani just hit a home run, that's us. You know, uh, you cut highlights during the nighttime. Uh, and we cover about, you know, every single sport that we have digital rights to. Uh, sometimes it's not always uh, coinciding with the TV rights because TV has more rights than we do. But uh, yeah, that's what that's the gist of what we do is curating and producing and um, at times, you know, creating original video and original content. So can you kind of take me back a little bit, uh, you know, coming from Lynn and what was that process like from graduating into getting into ESPN, getting to the stage that you're at now, even if you got into ESPN and you know, we're in a different role or the same role. What was that whole process like from graduation to where you're at now, uh, you know, in the company? Yeah, uh, it was it was really, really um, difficult because it's a highly competitive field, journalism, broadcasting, all that stuff, uh, multimedia. You know, I, I thought I had a good grasp on it when I was leaving college. I was like, I'll be fine. I got a, you know, I got a master's degree because I got my bachelor's and my master's at Lynn back to back and I just felt like oh I'll get I'll get an interview I got a master's but it wasn't that easy so you know I left um and I came home I finished that last year of my grad school online um and I was pursuing jobs up here with the hope that I would eventually be at ESPN because I live so close I live about 15 minutes away so that was my that was my whole goal but it didn't start off that easy. I was getting denied application, denied application, denied application. Uh, I applied to multiple internships there, and it wasn't it wasn't that easy. So in the meantime, I got a gig at the radio station, even though nobody listens to radio anymore. <laughs> but it was something. It was media, um, and it was they cover like four of the major stations in Connecticut. So it was it was something, you know. Um, they were owned by Radio.com. Now they're owned by uh, I think it's. Odyssey, I think that's the new company now who just bought them out. Um, I was a promotions coordinator. So I would go do public events for all the old timers who still listen to the radio. I would go with the DJs and stuff and be like, hey, you know, come listen to us. So here's some free stuff. Um, it was a, you know, it was a, a definitely a, a resume type job. It's not something that I wanted to do long term. Um, but I got my experience. I did a couple cool things. I've met some famous people who would come to the radio station. Uh, I worked backstage at a Backstreet Boys concert and free tickets. <laughs> so, 
free tickets if I wanted to go like to one of my favorite rappers concerts or something. But um, I got my experience there and then I eventually landed an internship at NBC Sports, which is also in Connecticut, but it's like I'm in central Connecticut and NBC Sports is down on the line uh, pushing New York, which is about like two hours away. So I got the internship in the digital editorial department, um, but it was a long drive. I would have to go about three, four times a week and I would commute it. I'd suck it up. Um, but I got what I could out of there. And my manager, she was really adamant about making it, making it what you can make, what you can out of it, because, you know, it was primarily just editorial, like, you know, uh, working on sports specific fronts, uh, you know, the Olympic page, the basketball page, the NFL page, and just kind of like switching out articles and stuff like that. It was very minimal, but while I was there, I, you know, made sure to shadow a lot of people, a lot of the senior editors, uh, the video producers. I got to shadow along with Pro Football Talk. Uh, I worked very closely with Chris Sims um, and Mike Florio. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't offer me a job by the end of it. But, you know, so I was, I was out of commission for May. And then fast forward to September, um, you know, I, I, I was on LinkedIn and I, I redid my resume and made sure it was nice. I had a, I started building my portfolio up again. Who, um, shout out to Professor Belafonte, by the way, because she always stressed, she always stressed to us when we were in her class was your portfolio is going to be everything. It's going to take you a long way if it's up to date and it looks nice. And she would spend weeks teaching us how to do it and making sure we did it right. So I did that and the, I think lightning struck in a bottle for me because I was like boxing is pr my primary niche. Like I, that's the sport that I love and what I wanna work in. And ESPN was hiring for a social media uh, specialist and for boxing. So I found the hiring manager on LinkedIn. I reached out to him, I said, hey, you know, here's my resume, I would love to be uh, considered. Um, I feel like I'm a qualified and, and a super strong candidate and I'm very passionate about it, about boxing. And he said, sure, let me, um, I'll take your resume and you should hear from us later this week and we'll contact you. And from that point on, um, the senior recruiter at ESPN, her name is Amy Riley, great woman, by the way. Um, she reached out to me and, you know, she got me the interviews about three interviews it took. Um, I didn't get it, unfortunately, because I didn't have all the experience just yet. I was fresh out of an internship. They wanted somebody who had like two solid years of, you know, professional content creation work. So it didn't work out, but I built a lot of connections with those producers and managers. And we'll get back to that later in this, uh, all the people who interviewed me. But, you know, getting back to Amy, she was very adamant about finding me a home. And once, you know, I, she saw the disappointment in my face. She said, listen, we're going to find you a home here. Uh, there was another open position in the digital video department. You know, it's very relative to social media and stuff like that. And she got me an interview and, you know, the rest is history. They hired me, thankfully. And it was originally supposed to be for the contract position, but they felt that I was strong enough to take the permanent position. So and the rest is history. And here I am now. I want to. I want to take, well, one, that was really fun for me to hear because I never heard the whole story. So that was awesome. But two, I want to take a, an extra moment and just hammer this away and bring emphasis to your process throughout all of this. 
was one, it was a big winding road. Two, yeah. it, it wasn't from college straight to, you know, the big leagues, right? right. And mm-hmm. you had to work your way up. And then the, the biggest thing that stood out to me, and I think this is one of the most important, if not the most important thing, is your proactivity in it, of reaching out to, uh, you know, the, the people in charge of the boxing uh, at ESPN, connecting with the people you needed to connect to through resources that are out there for everyone, like LinkedIn. And I think that is, mm-hmm. like, beyond beyond important i really want to hammer that home for everyone out there listening be proactive because so much of of the job search it's so much beyond just putting in the application you know hitting send and then you know resting on that you, you really have to do that so mm-hmm. i do want to go ahead and dive into some of those connections and what was that like for you uh you know going through that process having that winding road and then ultimately you know going through connections that you made did you was that something that you always had that approach of say, hey, I want to try to use my connections or is that something you learned along the way? It was definitely something I learned along the way. Um, there was, was times where I was just like, you know, I knew people that worked at ESPN, but I didn't want to be that guy like, hey, can you help me get a job? You know, so I just really like, I wanted these connections, my own personal connections with people like at ESPN to be organic and not like, hey, I know a guy, I know a guy. But it's definitely something that I learned along the way. And how like just a simple message on LinkedIn and email, um, like I was I was stalking some of these people. I was like their professional pages. I, I really wanted to get in touch with them. Like, hey, you know, just consider me. I'm not telling you to hire me. I'm not going to be that you know pushy about it. But just you know, give me a shot. Hmm. Um, so what was it yeah. that you said? What was the message that you said? Like, if you if you were to draft up a message now, what would it what would it read? It would read, you know, to whom it may concern. Uh, my name is Ricky. Um, I just applied to your open position for such and such. Uh, and I would, um, I feel like I'm a very, you know, qualified candidate. And if we're saying boxing related, I'm always, I always emphasize how passionate I am because there's a lot of people who work in some of these sports um, that aren't as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And boxing is one of those things. It's an old timer sport. Not every, it's not casual like NFL or NBA. So I always, I always nail that in like, Hey, I'm very passionate about this. I'm, you know, I have a strong content creation background. Now it's pushing two years. I'm, I always emphasize too, like I'm, I've been in here for a couple of years now, you know, I would love to be considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always end it with, um, thank you for your consideration or best if I just want to be short. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that, that's good stuff. And it's worked wonders for you. You know, it's gotten you, gotten you to where you're at now. Now I want to, I want to kind of talk about, uh, you know, what you just brought up there is, uh, you know, your passion for boxing, you know, I, I've, I've known you and I know, I think when we first kind of, you know, met, you were actually still boxing. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what's that? I was still in it at that time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, in the trenches like that no more though. Yeah. And so, so that's what, that's what I love and excites me about, you know, somebody like you is to get to see you out there combining one of your biggest passions with a career and something. So you get to go to work and enjoy what you do every single day. Mm-hmm. So can you share with, with somebody who's saying like, hey, I'm really passionate about this. Maybe it's boxing. Maybe it's, you know, dog sitting. Maybe it's whatever it is. It doesn't matter. I have this passion. How can I find a career path for that? How do you combine the two to make, to make that, that ultimate, uh, you know, job? You got to, the first thing is, is being patient. That's the biggest thing. And I'm one of the most impatient people out there. It's, I don't know what it is in me. It might be the Aries in me. I don't know. But um, that's the biggest key because, like, what's meant to happen for you is meant to happen for you. Like, and it worked out great. Like, although I didn't get the specific boxing position 
Um, I went on, you know, I do the stuff. I cover all the main sports. I do cover boxing when I can. And I do have projects that revolve around boxing. But I'm, I wrote a couple stories uh, editorially for ESPN.com for boxing. I wrote two boxing stories. Um, I also, you know, help, I'm helping produce the, the Fury and Wilder 3 fight, even though it got postponed. But I work with the TV department now. They reached out to me. They said, hey, you know, we interviewed you. Yeah, you didn't get that position, but we still want to work with you. We still think you're a great mind. So that, you know, it all, it all works out in that manner. But I just think that the biggest thing is just being patient. And it sounds really cliche, but you really just got to put the time in and, and do your research and like really, really build those connections. Don't burn any bridges. Um, don't think just because like you didn't get the job, like, you know, ah, screw them, you know, like, no, like all those people, the people, even though they didn't pick me, they still want to work with me. They might have not given me the position, but they're they're still working with me to this day, and they and they love it. They love what I what I bring to the table, and you know, hopefully, the um, it, it it turns into something more, uh, you know, I guess bountiful. I guess is the word. Now, before you got to this point, like going back to this winding road that you took, you know, I'm sure as as within life, there's the highs and the lows, and you know, like you said, within being patient, you know, it's it's a tough thing to be patient. So can you talk about what, what it was like when, you know, you felt as if, oh man, this is, it's still far, you know, far away. What were you kind of your thoughts, uh, you know, going through this entire process of applying, getting denied, you know, going here, going there, you know, all working towards this, you know, ultimate, ultimate goal. Yeah. So normally like anybody else, you're going to feel down and out and you kind of feel like discouraged. I'm just, I, I remember complaining about it to my mom, like, dang, like, I feel like I went to school for for no reason, you know, getting a master's and a bachelor's in journalism and communications. But I still pick myself up and I would still try and find the time. So um, I bought a laptop and stuff like that. And I was just doing stuff. I was, I had a, I had bought the Adobe Creative Suite and I was doing a lot of freelance work, taking pictures, doing videography, post-production stuff. Just, you know, random things, whether it was local musicians or um, so I, I got lucky sometimes I would get accredited to go work uh, boxing matches in New York. You know, it was a short ride or two hours away. So I would go to Madison Square Garden sometimes and, and do some stuff there, which I could add to my portfolio. It was freelance work. But by getting to that, I used to also do that while I was at Lynn. I would use iPulse as my media credit, my media company that I was working for to go work at fights, whether in South Florida or if I was home on break um, and there was a fight in the area, I would use Lynn as my accreditation. And nine out of 10 times it usually worked. Um, so that helped. And yeah, I just try to do a lot of freelance work and just really try to beef up the portfolio as much as I could. Even though it wasn't too much, it was something. Something's better than nothing. So what, what would you tell somebody who's kind of in that position right now, either I'm coming out of school or I'm in that position, I just graduated, I'm applying for jobs and, you know, I'm not really hearing back or anything like that. I'm getting a little frustrated. Well, what piece of advice would you share with them? Definitely the patient part again, hmm. you know, I know that's getting a tad redundant, but um, just don't, don't stop working. Like just find things to do. go. I mean, even do like, you know, shooting nature or like scenic shots like anything like and that's the big thing that i stress to students at lynn right now 
you know, the multimedia journalism program is great because you're not just learning how to just write stories. You're learning how to write stories. You're learning how to uh, do video production, photo production, TV production. Take advantage of all of those things. It's there for you. And, and, I, and I feel like I, benefit, I benefited very, very well from that program because I enjoy all of those things. I enjoy, you know, uh, video production the most. I enjoy Photoshop, all that stuff. And they taught me how to do every single one of those things. Um, and being at ESPN, I've been able to, you know, tap into just about everything with, you know, obviously video production is my day to day, but sometimes I'll do stuff for social with some Photoshop stuff, some Lightroom stuff. Uh, you know, again, I've, I've written stories for ESPN.com. So just, you got to take event. Don't, don't slack off. Don't, you know, if you have a, a project to do that, you know, your, your video production professor is going to say, Hey, I want to see some passion in this really take the time and be passionate about it. Don't just, you know, work something up last minute the night before with your, with your iPad, like go rent the stuff in the, in the library, pick up all the stuff from Bob. And I don't know if Bob's still there, but pick it all up, shoot, 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 you know, the more you shoot, the better. That's what, uh, what was his name? Who who is our video production? He's not there anymore. Bernardo. Uh, Bernardo. Bernardo. That's yeah. my guy. Yeah. yeah. Bernardo. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Have a lot to work with. Yep. Just go to town. And, I, and that's that. that's the thing that I would stress to people is take advantage of those resources that we have there. No, hundred percent. And coming from the same background, studying communications, journalism, getting my master's as well in digital yep. media. And it's so funny you bring up Bernardo because when I whenever I talk to anybody who's trying to get into filming and editing specifically. I tell him that's what he, he always said. He was, when you think you're done filming, film some more, film some more, film some more. And it was, I always look back and, you know, have a ton of appreciation for him because before, before I got to Lynn, me personally, I was anti-technology. I remember we had a class together throwing it back where we had to edit a video and I'm like, thank God you knew how to edit because I, that was before I got into that class. We had to make a music video. If you remember that going yep. Going way back and so going way so, back so so i'm like oh my god i was like thank god i didn't want to touch the editing and then later on you know i, I had john bernardo's class and what what i appreciated so much from him was he he taught us the technical aspects he graded us on the technical aspects not the not the creative aspects where you know if it was you know specific cuts j cuts l cuts you know jump cuts whatever it was the b-roll all the you know all that good stuff he would grade us on those things, but how we use the shots, he allowed us to, you know, be free and he instilled that passion. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, if anybody out there is, is that creative type and interested in this field, you know, really, really lean into embrace that, uh, you know, that passion and that style. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I love that. It was a nice little throwback there. Uh, but kind of going yeah. off that too, um, how, how are you able to use your individual, you know, style, your individual passion within your work, especially when it's a company like uh, ESPN, that's a, that's a very large company. Do you still have that individual, you know, flair on your projects? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, we get sometimes during the day, like right now I've, I've been on day shifts for a few months. Some, when you're on nights, they, they rotate you every few months. When you're on nights, it's primarily highlights because that's when all the big games happen is always at like, you know, they start at six and go all the way until like one in the morning. So you got baseball, NFL, NBA, all that good stuff. So you don't have a lot of free time to get creative. Um, you know, you're just constantly cutting and producing highlights during the live window, which which takes a lot of uh, a lot of skill, 
you know, you got to learn how to work under pressure. That whole thing where they say uh, working under pressure is a big thing here, it, it's real. It's real. Um, I, I take pride in being able to do that now. When I first started, it was tough, but that's just what anything you do when you first start. But getting back to the projects, now that I'm on days, I have a lot of free time after uh, first taking Sports Center. So there's a lot of times where I'm pitching original ideas like, hey, you know, we had the story coming out on ESPN.com, top 10, you know, NBA players of all time. That's just a gen generic example. We have a database where we can pull any footage from any sport uh, going back years and years. Uh, like, I think, trying to see the furthest back everyone, I think like 60s, mm. like NBA in the 60s. Like, we have all that archive. Um, so I'm able to produce from scratch, uh, you know, a top 10 M NBA players lifts list that it's going to match with the story and our whole, you know, thing with that is, you know, you take all the time, you, you take about like two to three weeks to work on it so you can get real, real creative with it. And, uh, um, I personally really emphasize the soundtrack on how we do these things. You know, you add broadcast calls, you add analytics, you know, you add, you know, real um, game sound to it. But I, I love matching it with the music, the jump cuts with the song, with the beat, you know, dropping that. That's my style and my flair to it. Um, I got a lot of inspiration from watching um, countdown shows to when like Mayweather was still in his prime back in 07. That's probably my biggest inspiration. The guy who directed those is also the same director for The Last Dance. Hmm. Forgot his name but it, he's the same dude. So I try to, I like montages and that's where I feel like I get real creative and, um, and I've produced uh, a good amount of those so far. Uh, I think the next one is gonna be for the Fury and Wilder fight, which might get aired on TV, assuming that they ever fight. Right. Yeah, so it's, um, that's probably where I get, you know, my most creative in that time. That's so cool. I love I love the creative process, man. It gets it gets me going. The montages stuff like that is is something that you know is so cool, and it's it's fun to to hear these things because I'm I'm picturing as you're talking like all the things that I watch, you know, yeah. from ESPN, and to to hear that you're a part of that is is really 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 awesome. So I know you are a person who's always climbing, always building, always always working to get better. So where where are you headed from here? What's what are you you know planning to do you know in the years coming forward? What's what's the goal for you? working, working, uh, working forward here. So my next goal right now is to work my way up. It's pushing, it's knocking on the door two years since it's actually two years in general being in, in, you know, as a sports professional, but now it's going to be two years in October at ESPN. I want to get into something that's creative full-time. Um, and I think now that my portfolio is nice and beefed up, you know, I want to, try and present it to other departments. I think now that I'm collaborating with the boxing department on the TV side um, is really a great thing. You know, I spoke to the vice president, uh, his name is Mike McQuaid and uh, the producer Kaylee Scott. She, you know, they, they're very welcoming and they're saying, hey, you know, we really like what you do and let's, let's, let's keep it pushing. Let's keep this partnership going. And I'm hoping in due time, you know, there will be a position there that's just strictly boxing. Um, and I'm hoping that's that's going to be there. And I just got to just put in the work and, you know, show Mike McQuaid and Kaylee Scott, like, hey, like I, like I belong. 
so that that's my next goal right now is to is to get to that point hey, i i know you belong and i know i'll put in the word for you you know see what i can do but uh <laughs> no that, that's that's awesome man and so we're about that time of the show where we're finishing up with our segment called cashing out where you are uh you know here to leave the people leave the people with whatever your most valuable tip piece of advice lesson is to give, give them a little cash to the road uh so what do you got for us today to to cash out so I was thinking about this hard and I think I, I said it already. Just, just don't stop working. Like you find free time and you're just sitting at home on your phone, on TikTok, whatever, whatever the young folks are doing these days. Um, get real, just get real creative, man. Like get off your behind, go shoot something, go rent a camera and just, just do as much as you can and, and, and just have fun with it. Don't, don't set yourself back and be like, oh, I don't have money to do this. I don't have money to do that. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Because I was there. But once once I picked myself up and I, I really put in the work in, you know, that's when I found myself um, really striving and getting to where I wanted to get. So just always, always keep running. Don't, don't stop. Good stuff. Good stuff. The wallet is filling up. I can feel it in my pocket. So you're leaving the people with some valuable stuff, man. Ricky, I really appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. Great catching up with you and hearing what you've been up to. And I know sky's the limit for you. You're up to some good things coming here soon. So I appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate everybody.